Welcome everyone to the Woke Christmas Podcast. Now I've got to tell you, I have looked all over Australia to find a co-host for this particular podcast tonight. I knew I needed somebody who was verbose. I knew knew I needed somebody who was creative. I also knew I needed somebody who wasn't afraid to tell it like it is. So let me introduce you to my friend who I first met 16 years ago on the dance floor of Chasers. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fame, Peter Van Miltenberg. Well, good afternoon everybody and thank you for the welcome, Noel. It's great to be here. Now you know, one of the reasons I got you on was because the other morning we were having breakfast and we were just talking generally about Christmas and you seem to have a lot to say about Christmas. Are you a Christmas expert? Expert's an interesting word. What I would say is that I embrace Christmas and living in this uh, wonderful country, Christmas is a big celebration and festival time for everybody. It has been since I was born. And so from my family and my extended family, uh, I've experienced many different types of Christmases. And I think therefore, um, I could say with, with some sort of trepidation, I know Christmas very well. Well, that's, that's fantastic. You're on the right podcast. Great. Now, look, one, one thing I did want to ask you is what's, what's your very first memory of Christmas as a child? My very first memory of Christmas really was about uh, the excitement, the actual the feeling of it coming on when the Christmas tree had gone on up, the decorations, the lights, um, knowing that uh, all the conversation about Santa. Did, did, you, did you actually believe in Santa? I think, well, I think most children believe in Santa to a certain age. And after that, they get a different feel of what Santa is and what Christmas is about. But certainly when I was young, I was very excited that Santa, you know, the, the big stocking was put on my door. And when I woke up in the morning, there'd be this massive stocking with presents in it. So maybe it was a mixture of as you go from being a child to a young child, being up 10 to 12 years of age, there's still that element of surprise um, joy and almost that sense of this is a time when our family gets together. Do you know, I, I, I remember waking up Christmas, like, well, not Christmas morning, mum would always put out like a little, a little um, bit of alcohol for Father Christmas and I'd always sort of try and stay awake until, you know, like the wee hours of the morning. But I'd always doze off and I'd wake up and suddenly there were all these presents around the bed. So that's my that's my memory of Christmas. Mm. Did you try and stay awake so that you could watch Santa Claus? I think I gave up after the first two years because I just went to sleep. It's interesting that you uh, that you left Santa alcohol. She did leave him a little piece of cake oh, and really? some, some alcohol. I don't know whether Santa needed any more cake, quite frankly. But uh, well, we had issues in our family with alcohol. All you know. oh, right. Uh, no, look. You know, it's a bit like the Easter Bunny when we left out the car- the carrot and things for Easter Bunny. For Santa, there was something left out for him. But I was more surprised about the fact that we had a chimney and I couldn't quite work out ever uh, how he actually got down the chimney. And I looked up that chimney flue and it was a really tiny little 
hole and just saw saw the image of Santa on the you know the billboards and advertising. I thought, how the heck does he get down that? Chip? But maybe that's part of the the mystery. Well, that was that was always um, the fun thing, wasn't it? How did Santa get in the house? How did he deliver all that stuff? Do you know um, one Christmas I really remember is I was given one of those. I don't think they even even have them now. It was like a rocket. That used to pump full, full of water. Do yeah, you remember yes, those? I do remember and you those. pumped and pumped and pumped, and the thing would explode into the sky. Yes, I remember what, those. But what present do you remember as a child that, like years later, keeps coming back to you? Like for me, it's it's the rocket. Is there is there any particular present that you remember? Look, my parents were very practical, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> saying my parents weren't practical. So no, I'm you saying right, I'm actually. saying your 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 parents are great, but um, because I lived on a farm, uh, on a dairy farm, and we were a long way from people in general in terms of community and and friends, our presents tended to be quite practical things for what we could do around the farm. But the best thing I remember with my parents, which then led maybe part of who I am and what I do now in terms of fine art and painting is I got this big box of pastels and I remember the pastels really vividly opening them up and seeing these colors and and feeling the texture of the pastel and I thought what you know what is this and and what what can I do and so that was one of my most vivid things was pastels do you you know that's interesting because I always think of you as such an urban person because I grew up initially in inner city Sydney you know, so so that was my um, my childhood and early Christmases were all very inner city Sydney. And you are you are I always think of you as an urban person, but of course you're not. You're from you're from the country, and that must have been a very different experience um, as a child than living in the city like I did. Yeah, well, as I said to you, like now you see billboards and everything on advertising Christmas and Santa and the whole thing's about even going into a supermarket or like here where we live here you, you go there now there's a big Santa thing you can get the photograph with the children we didn't really have that because we wouldn't go into the city uh, which was a good two-hour drive wow. so um, being in the country Christmas was more no, I wouldn't say subdued but it was more personal and more family orientated and even the Christmas tree itself would have certain things on the tree that were about us and about our family and what it represents. Even now, our Christmas tree people, you know, who've passed away, we have a, what my sister has a, a little photograph of each person, our mother and etc. And we have a beautiful little, what do they call them? Cameo, what do they call those little bracelet, those brooches things? Those little, um, I'm trying to think of the yeah, name yeah, of them. Yeah, they're like, there's, I think there's a, there's a cameo. Cameo or something? Yeah, yeah I know. And, and, we st- and we have that as part of the celebration of our family. So family was hugely important. It wasn't just about the ritual of Christmas, it was about family. So so now, do, when you think of Christmas now, do you think of Christmas with, um, with people that are present and people that have passed? Is that, is yeah. that correct? Yeah, no, absolutely. We really do acknowledge the people that have been with us for many years and, and are now passed on. And just that love of the family and the love of our, our unity together. And it's been a very strong bond and it still continues to do that. Do you know, talking of, this is getting a bit strange, but talking of, of people passing at Christmas time, my uh, grandmother died 10 days before Christmas. And this is a true story. And I remember my brother-in-law took me aside and he said to me, we have to bury her before Christmas 
otherwise it's going to spoil everybody's Christmas. Because my mother and my sister were so incredibly close to my nan. But, but strangely, we did get her buried before Christmas. You know, she was such a, a warm, loving person. I always used to love playing with her fat under her arm. You know? <laughs> I, I, used to, <laughs> I used to kind of wiggle her fat under her arm. You know, she was such a warm, loving person that that Christmas, I remember, is one of the best Christmases we actually had. Even though she wasn't there, she was still there in spirit. Do, do you have any, have you got any memories of a Christmas that really stands out for you? I think the Christmas that stands out most for me was when we were actually you're talking about your grandmother passing away, was the year that our mother had passed away. So she passed away on October the 22nd of 1988. And that Christmas, being a few months later, we could either sit there and be sad and, and grieving, which we'd already gone through that process, or we could actually really celebrate the sort of Christmas. That, because our mother was the one that put on the big spread. She was the one that had the cauliflower with the white sauce and she was the one that had the broccoli with another type of sauce and the big you know, leg of ham and the big turkey and the big roast and all that. And she would, that was her moment. Her moment was for her family putting on this spread of golden brown potatoes and and the pudding was like, like the raised puddings you get now and she would make that by hand. And Do you, do you think Christmases have changed? You know, because I, I guess Christmas Day was really about cooking. Women, um, when we certainly when we grew up, um, women were meant to be in the kitchen and cook. Yes. You know, do you, do you think that's changed today? Do you think Christmas has changed since we knew it as a, as a kid? Well, for our family, it hasn't. It hasn't? No, no, it hasn't. For our, our family, well, the, the, when I say the men, the men basically do all the roasts. The women do all the vegetables. <laughs> and... So it's a, and we all join in together and I, I bring along the pudding and the custard and the cream and so everybody contributes, everybody contributes. So that hasn't changed at all. In fact, more so, we've brought it back to the, basic, the basics of what Christmas was for us as a family without all the hullabaloo and we've made it about being together. So is that what you're going to be doing this Christmas day? Will, will you have um, the Christmas tree up? Will there be images of people past uh, and, and people that are still present with us? And, and you know, your, it won't be your mother, but it'll be your sister cooking and you'll be contributing as well? Yeah, everybody, contrib- everybody contributes. Everybody either has a part to play in terms of taking care of the children and playing games with the children or setting up the lunch or cleaning up after lunch. Or Everybody has their thing that they do, but as an entirety, we come together to do that. And it will be the same this year. When you think about Christmas and you think about food, because we do think about food when we think of Christmas, is there a Christmas dish that you really love? Or is there a Christmas dish that is your specialty? Lamb roast. Will you have lamb roast? We will have lamb roast. Every year lamb roast? Every year lamb roast. And the turkey and the ham, plus the vegetables, plus a dessert. <laughs> so I'm gathering nobody in your family is a vegetarian. Nobody is, is a vegetarian. You're, that's what you're no, no, we have no vegans or vegetarians in our family. And if we did, there's also lots of vegetables and lots of potatoes and... And, you know, there's, there'll be vegetables without the sauce on it if somebody was vegan. Uh, but w- there's nobody in our family who's vegan or vegetarian. What do you think about people, say, say you know, k- 
cancel culture. Mm. See, people... Because um, I, so, I certainly know people that are vegetarian... And they, they wouldn't even want to go to a Christmas do where meat was being served. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, about, look, a little bit like our conversation the other day when we got into a, an interesting conversation. Epic conversation. Epic conversation. Epic, epic conversation. conversation. <laughs> no, I have been very privileged in uh, one of the activities that I do, which is track and field, um, and competed internationally for quite a long time, to have the be really blessed to be able to travel around the world and experience different cultures and festivals and all sorts of things. I've been really lucky to be able to do that. Whilst I understand what Thanksgiving is really about, it's not about really the feast. It's about, uh, it actually is a celebration, unfortunately, the genocide of an entire indigenous American Indian people. I understand that my friends in America celebrate Thanksgiving for what it is as they know it. And I acknowledge that. And if I choose not to go to one of the lunches, then I choose not to. But I do because I'm there with them in their culture and their festival. When I was in Spain, would I go along to a um, bullfight? No, I wouldn't. But would I say to them, I'm really uncomfortable at bullfighting, so therefore, um, if I live there, I I can choose to do it or not do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there are things in countries that they have as festivals and and, uh, rituals and things that that... lots and lots of different countries do and faiths do whether it be Hanukkah with the Jewish people, um, Ramadan for Muslim people, um, uh, Buddhists have their own celebration of the moon, all that sort of stuff. Now in this country we have freedom and we have democracy so you can celebrate all those things if you want to if you're Jewish, Muslim faith or or Buddhist and if you're Christian you can celebrate Easter or Christmas. What I feel really concerned about is whether it be communities or organisations or places where people say, we need to be sensitive towards the fact that if we put up Christmas decorations and we have a Christmas party and we have people who are of Muslim faith or Jewish faith, we actually shouldn't do that because it might make them feel uncomfortable. This is actually something we were talking about the other day. It was one of the reasons I, I asked you to come on, um, is that I, I express that a lot of government buildings now are not putting up decorations decorations sorry for fear of offending um other other religions and uh, and you were you were really shocked about that and you totally disagreed with it didn't you no i totally disagree with it i think that we are fundamentally uh we're a multicultural country and i think we acknowledge and celebrate as i've just said whether it's um you know people like we like we live in this uh caulfield caulfield north area and whenever the jewish people have their hanukkah and lots of other things that they celebrations that we they have um, I can't remember the name of the celebration where they stand on the corner with the horns and they blow the horn and they have um, different types of um, I've got to palms. tell you, I, I saw a gentleman, <laughs> swear this is true, in lockdown, I saw a gentleman do that um, up at Caulfield Park and I had no idea what what was going on. Did you see that they were holding uh, palm and different... Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Now, each, each one of those plants, in terms of the leaf leaves, represent a, uh, a different part of the Jewish culture the tribal um, sectioning of those cultures. So I accept that and I acknowledge it and I kind of go, that's cool, you know, that's what they want to do. So I just hope that when people come to Australia, they know a little bit about who we are and the fact that whilst we're a colony, from a British colony, and whilst we are still multicultural and Western to a degree and that we're so much more multicultural now than we were back in 1880, we still have rituals 
and we still have celebrations. And even though Santa is really created by Coca-Cola... In, what do you mean by that? Well, the original Santa wasn't the Santa that we see, the jolly little plumpy Santa with the white beard. In fact, that didn't exist until 1931. Coca-Cola created it. The actual red that you see on, on Santa is the red that Coca-Cola uses for its bottles. Okay. And also the reality is that nobody knows that Jesus was born on the 25th of December. In fact, nobody knows at all. It was a pagan ritual that when the pagans used to get drunk and run around a, a, a bonfire and had this big celebration and the priests didn't like it. So they made it into a religious moment to shut down the pagan ritual. So there's lots of things if you're a cynic to say that Christmas is just for retail and children. Do, do you think people forget that Christmas is actually about the birth of Christ? Do you think we've forgotten that? I would say most people, young people, might maybe know about it, but not really. It's not something people talk about. I think if you said to most people, what is Christmas about? They would say presents, food and family. What about what about people who go to church, Peter, over Christmas, they would they would have to be aware of it. I mean, I I'm I don't go to church on Christmas Eve. I know a lot of people do. Yes. So they they must be aware of it. Maybe we're just not mixing in those circles uh, to be reminded of what Christmas is a, is about. Oh, I th- I think the Orthodox Christians or Orthodox Greek or Orthodox churches in particular, they have their own celebrations depending on on their layer. They would certainly celebrate it as uh, Jesus's birth. But the Queen's birthday isn't actually the date of the Queen's birthday, nor King Charles's. Sure. And so we have, we celebrate as we have for, since I was born, uh, while Queen Elizabeth II was alive, we celebrated the Queen's birthday on a day that was not in fact her birthday. The fact that the 25th of December is, is, is there only because of the pagan ritual, I don't think it makes any difference to anybody. I think they just accept it. It's the celebration for the birth of Jesus according to the Christian faith. And we just sort of go, okay, well, that's fine. You know, the the other day when we were talking, I mentioned uh, a friend of mine who um, said to me over over dinner, "I I don't want any of that woke nonsense. Is that what you think some people think of Christmas in Australia? Some other religions maybe think of Christmas? They don't want to know about it. Is that what you're saying? I'm sure there would be some people that would be, as you say, offended or uncomfortable being somewhere where a community or an institution sort of celebrated Christmas and they could be of Muslim faith or Buddhist. They could be an atheist. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody of faith. It could be um, you know, somebody who's secular. And so therefore um, they kind of go, well, I'm not really interested in Christmas. I'm not interested in the decorations. I'm not interested in the Christmas party. And, and this is a conversation that you and I had, which is, I know this sounds pretty harsh, but if, you cho- if I choose not to go to a bullfight in Spain, it's because I'm not happy about bullfighting and I choose not to go. But it doesn't mean I start complaining and whinging and whining to all the people in Spain about it. I just don't. What do you think about parents who ask... Um you know, ask schools not to put up Christmas decorations, not to have Santa um, at school. What do you think about that? No, I just like I just totally disagree with it. I think it's it is as much as once again, I'm not. I mean, I am a humanist. I'm not um, agnostic. I'm certainly not Christian. Even though I was Christ, you know, I had I was christened and I went through confirmation, all that sort of stuff, and I understand the principles of the Bible and Jesus and all that sort of stuff. I've chosen my spiritual path, which is humanist, which is about logic and reason and human, what we have in common with other humans. That's where my faith comes from, and if that incorporates Easter and Christmas, and if it incorporates 
uh, Hanukkah and if it incorporates uh, Ramadan and I know friends who are celebrating that, whilst I'm not Muslim or Jewish, I still acknowledge it and go, that's pretty cool. So therefore, if somebody says to me in a school in Australia where we've had a long tradition of these rituals and these celebrations to say, we do not wish to sing Christmas carols, we do not wish you to put up decorations, and it's a secular school or a secular organisation, if that's the case, then I think it's really appalling, to be honest with you, appalling for people of another faith or people who do, who are atheists to say, we're really uncomfortable about decorations, we're really uncomfortable with Christmas, we don't want the rest of you to celebrate that. I think that should be stamped out. I think it should be not ignored, acknowledged and have a conversation about it and saying, if you choose not to come along to the Christmas party because you're an atheist or of another faith, that's okay. If you choose not to put up decorations in your own home, but we have them here at our school or our organisation, and that makes you uncomfortable, I don't really like saying this word, but I'll just say it, which is bad luck. If you don't like it, bad luck. This is who we are. This is a part of you're our identity. Like, you're like the bad Santa, aren't you? <laughs> in those movies, delivering all, all the um, gloom and doom, do you think? No, I don't think I'm... No, I actually love it. I love it. Even though, once again, I'm humanist, and I'm not Christian as a as practicing Christian, nevertheless, I look at it and go, I love seeing the kids getting their photograph with Santa. I love the fact that my nephews and nieces get that done with their children now. I love seeing the decorations. Now, you, a lot of people, the cynics, once again, will go, it's just for retail. It's just to sell stuff. It's just for the children to get presents under the tree. It's just this whole capitalist sort of structured thing. But what they forget is that the very nature of it in the conversation you and I just had, which is, it's about family. It's about community. It's about love. And it's about sharing a moment. Now, if it, parents choose not to talk about it, that's the birth of Christ, if kids just get their presence and they believe in Santa for a period of time, and who cares if it was created by Coca-Cola? In the end, if it's about family and community and love, as all those other, you know, Hanukkah and Ramadan and all these other celebrations for different faiths are, then embrace it. And if you, once again, if you don't like it, don't go. Don't go to the end of the year Christmas celebration. And it's a bit like if somebody said, well, you know, I, um, I'm of Muslim faith and I want to, uh, I can't go to that restaurant because it just serves meat. And you say, well, no, it serves vegetables as well. And they go, well, I can't possibly go into a restaurant that serves meat or pork. Um, I just think that's ridiculous. You need to adapt and you need to acknowledge and understand that this is not other cultures or other countries. We're a multicultural country. And everybody has to accept everybody, uh, you know, in the country and their beliefs and their their values. Yeah. You know something that I, I do, this is probably just going to cha change the pace a little bit, but something I think it should be compulsive in schools is regardless of what religion or what country you were born in, everybody should be forced to watch Love Actually. <laughs> what, what do you think? I, think? I think that's where we... I think everyone should watch that movie. It says everything, doesn't it, about Christmas? It says everything about love. Uh, you've never seen it. Uh, you've never seen it. I've never seen Love oh Actually. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't have an expert on that's never seen Love Actually. I've never seen Love Actually. But it plays every Christmas. Does it? How could you miss it? I think I'm probably listening to Mariah Carey on, <laughs> on playback. <laughs> 
I'll be honest with you. I'm not big on Christmas movies. <laughs> and I never, I never actually have been big on Christmas movies. Wasn't isn't there a very famous movie called The Night Before Christmas or something? Black and white movie with no, no you who get, was you're it? Getting confused. But I'm doing a pop quiz later on. Yes, and we'll look at, we'll talk about yes. that movie. Anyway, what I'm saying is the movie that I saw when I was young, and it was about Christmas. It was a black and white movie, and I can't remember the name of it now. But that, I, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Actually, I really enjoyed it and really loved it. But I never had to watch it again. Okay. But love, actually, I, I might think about it, Noel. Okay. Well, you know, next next time you do a podcast and you're going to talk about Christmas, you mm. need to see Love Actually. Right. Before you come. Who are the main actors in Love Actually? Yeah. Oh, everybody's in it. Who? Um, Hugh Grant, um, Laura Linney. That's probably why I didn't watch it. Why? I can't stand Hugh Grant. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is, this is going crazy. Hey, um, quick question. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you a Christmas pop quiz. Oh, gosh. And we're going to see, you know, because you're the Christmas expert. Am I? Yeah, and you're a little bit of the Christmas Grinch as well. Oh, so, I think you're probably going to ask me how many reindeer does oh Santa have now, aren't you? And I'm going to try and remember whether it's eight, seven or 11. Well, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm making these questions up as we go. So who knows what's okay. going to come out. All right, are you ready? For our Christmas pop quiz. All right, I'll do my best. Okay. Which popular Christmas beverage is called a milk punch? An eggnog. Right. What did the other reindeer not let Rudolph do because he had a shiny red nose? Uh, they wouldn't let him... Or oh, actually, he did eventually lead it, <laughs> lead it because he came in as a reserve. Uh, they didn't want him on the sleigh. They didn't want him joining any reindeer games. Oh, is that right? Okay. How many ghosts show up in A Christmas Carol? Five? Four. Oh. Where did baby... You know, I can't say this without thinking of (laughs) Kim. Where did baby Jesus... Yes. um, Where did baby Jesus... Where was baby Jesus born? Bethlehem. Very good. Here we go, the movie you were mentioning, I think. The movie Miracle on 34th Street the one, yes. is based on a real-life department store. What is it? Macy's? It is Macy's. And, of course, it was um, Natalie Wood. Wow. And Natalie Wood was the little girl yeah. who didn't believe in um, Santa Claus, was it? Something like that. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Beautiful actress. Okay. What are, the, what are the two other most popular names for Santa Claus? Uh, Santa Claus is uh, St. Nicholas. St. Nick, yep. Yep. Uh, Or Father Christmas. Chris Kringle. Oh, Chris Kringle. Okay, we'll end on this one, shall we? Elvis isn't going to have a white Christmas. He's going to have a... (laughs) Elvis? Oh, gosh. Elvis isn't going to have a white Christmas. He's going to have... Well, he sings, so it would have to be a... I, I, I have no idea. It's going to have a blue Christmas. A blue Christmas, like blue suede shoes. A blue Christmas. Because okay. you didn't get that one, I'm going to give you one more question. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, get ready for it. In the movie Home Alone, oh, yes. where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? I'm going to take a guess and say Hawaii. No, they were going to Paris. Oh, were they? Okay. I didn't see that movie either. <laughs> We've got you in as our expert on Christmas. Yes. How do you think you did on those pop quick Christmas quiz? I think I did all right, actually, for somebody that's not really... So do you still think you're a bit of an expert on Christmas? I think I'm a reasonably good... Uh, uh, have a good understanding of Christmas. 
You see, you, you've given me pop questions, pop culture questions. And whereas... Well, that's my thing. I know. Uh, whereas uh, you've given me pop culture questions. Um, so for Christmas, if you said in terms of me being an expert, which I said at the beginning, I'm not. But nevertheless, what I feel is... Well, you'd like a pretend expert. No, no, that, actually, no. I'm, no I'll, I'll let the, <laughs> what I'll actually tell you is, look, Christmas means a lot to me, even though all those things I've said to you about being secular and being humanist and even though I, I kind of go people that spend hundreds of dollars on presents that are just the kids are never going to remember in a couple of years time anyway and they'll be shoved off to some sort of you know secondhand store or whatever else case with all that with all the cynicism that surrounds Christmas I have wonderful just beautiful memories of my family and particularly our mother with Christmas because she loved it so much and because of that my expert nature of Christmas is really about not the pop culture but just embracing love and togetherness and family and just enjoying it for what it is for that very moment where maybe somewhere else around the world children or parents or communities that have had a really difficult time come together and have a moment even if it's a brief moment even if it's one day where they stop and they reflect and they think about what they're grateful for and what they have and what they can do to give to others. Peter Van Miltenberg, thank you for coming on and being our, not pop expert on Christmas, but our expert on Christmas. And Peter, this has been your 15 minutes of fame. My 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> I guess there's only one more thing left to say. Merry Christmas, everyone.